In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, today is the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. The liturgical year is coming to a close. Next Sunday is Christ the King, the last Sunday of the liturgical year. And then we have the first Sunday of Advent to begin again, the celebration of all the mysteries of our faith in the new liturgical year. And always at the end of the year, aside from reminding us it's the end of the liturgical year, the church reminds us that one day it will be the end of all things. The last coming of Christ when we will be judged according to how we've lived and give an account before God of what we have done with the gifts that he has given to us. You know, in the Gospel of Matthew, we see him separating the sheep and the goats and, and saying, if you did it to the little ones, you did it to me. Come into my kingdom. Here, Matthew gives us a different parable, a different story that Jesus tells of how it's the king himself who has given the gifts to each one and expects in return the fruits of those gifts. You know, at first glance, you could think, well, it's a little unfair, isn't it? Why does one get five and one get two and another only get one? I mean, it would seem a lot easier to multiply five than to multiply one. But that has nothing to do with it. We should not compare, am I better because I got more or am I less because I got, no. The phrase here that's important is, to each according to his ability. God does not give you more than you can handle or less than you can handle. God gives you what you need in order to glorify his name and do good for others so that you can hear at the end the words enter into your master's joy because you have taken what he has given you freely and given it freely to those around you. You know, it's not hard really because it's not even yours. It's not mine. It's not like God's saying to us, hey, take what you got and go multiply it and give it to me. No. No, it's God saying, here, I give you all you need. I give you the gifts of my love, my grace, my mercy, my, your salvation. I give it to you. You don't have to do anything for it. Here it is. It's a gift. The king distributes to each one according to his ability. And thus, everyone has exactly what they need. Therefore, no excuses. Exactly what they need in order to give glory to God and serve others. And so the king comes back looking, did you multiply those gifts? I gave them to you, they were mine. All you had to do was go out and put them out there and they would of themselves multiply because God will not be outdone in generosity and so this is what you've received from him freely. If you go and give it freely, he will make the fruits come forth because it's, they're his gifts. In our baptism, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of divine life in our soul, the gift of the cleansing of our sins to become temples of God. In our confirmation, we've been strengthened by that gift of the Holy Spirit in order to give witness before the world of God's love, of God's mercy. Every time we receive Holy Communion, we are nourished in our soul by the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In our holy matrimony, we are blessed as a sacrament. In holy orders, we receive servants who are there as ministers of God to give us these gifts. No. All of the sacraments are there for us. 
Every time we fall into sin, we have the sacrament of confession to come back and receive again from God the gifts of his love and his mercy. I mean, God has given to each one according to his ability or her ability what you need in order to give glory to God and to serve and love others, which in the end of it all is what you will be judged by. Because the great two commandments are love God above all things and love your neighbor as I have loved you. And so if you use what I gave you to go do that, you'll bear fruit that will last. But if you squander it away, if you step on it, if out of fear you bury it in a hole and don't do anything with it, and just sit there and, no, 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 I gave it to you so it would bear fruit. And so you will be judged not because you just had the gift, but what you did with the gift. Even if it was just putting it in the bank, you know, doing the minimum. You remember the story of the, the rich young man who came to Jesus and said, what do I need to do? Jesus' first response was, keep the commandments. Just keep the commandments. You know, if you do that, you'll make it. No. And wanting to justify himself or in self-righteousness, what more? I've already done that. I mean, that guy, he should have just kept his mouth shut because... <laughs> I mean, he'd already done it, so he's already good. But no, then Jesus saw him and said, well, if you really want to be perfect, go sell all you have and give it to the poor and follow me. Go the extra mile. And he went away sad because he was so rich, he couldn't let go of his own things, his own self. No. When the minimum, the minimum is live in grace by striving to do God's will. That's the minimum, right? God wants more than the minimum, obviously. He wants us to give a, a response of love, but the minimum is to say no to sin and yes to God, to live in grace. If we fall out of grace, and we all have some way or another, lightly or gravely, no, we come back to confession, we ask for his mercy, we receive the gift again, and we go forward. We keep fighting and striving to be the men and women God wants us to be. But the gifts are his. Did any of us deserve salvation? No. All of us deserve the punishment he received on our behalf. We deserve to be crucified, he not, but he did in order to give us the gift of our salvation. But we have to respond to that gift in order to reap its reward so that at the end, he doesn't say, get rid of this guy. Throw him out into the darkness where there's wailing and grinding of teeth. No, we want to hear him say, come, share your master's joy. I gave you this and you gave it to others. What you received freely without deserving it, you freely gave and shared. And where does that start? At home. It starts with your spouse. To freely, lovingly give the love of Christ, the love of God to your loved one. With your children, with your parents, with your brothers and sisters. And then from there, she's, charity starts at home. And charity is what you will be judged on. Sharing and caring and giving and forgiving. All those things start in the house. Yeah. But then they extend out to our neighbors, to our friends, to our co-workers, to the people God puts in our life. Because he's given us this gift not to hoard it, not to hide it, not to bury it in a hole, but to share it with others. What you have received freely, you are to give freely. And at the end, you will be judged. What did you do 
with what I gave you. Well, I had a lot of failings, Lord, but I tried and I kept working at it. Okay, good. So maybe you multiplied your five into ten. Maybe you only got three more. Maybe your one became eight because sometimes the people with one do more than the people with five because they get so caught up in, I'm better than everybody else. No. It's not how many. Don't compare yourself with anyone else. No one. Because you have received from God what you need in order to do his will, to give glory to his name, and to serve your brothers and sisters in love. So it's not whether I have one, two, or five. It's about what I do with what God has given me, which is more than enough, so that I can do his will and hear his words at the end when I give an account of saying, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful in little things. Come, share in your master's joy. I think that's what we would all love to hear. And all of this we should do not in fear. Not know, oh my God, am I going to make it? Am I going to be condemned? What's going to happen? That's what that guy, he was, he was afraid. No, we should do it joyfully, aware of what we have. You know, are you looking forward to the second coming or afraid that it might come in your lifetime? No? I've, I've, on Fox News recently, I've been seeing these announcements from this Protestant preacher about the, the, the rapture, No? You see people disappearing into the sky and all that. And, and, they, and they, they, they preach this stuff. And, and Jesus said, you know not the day or the hour. It will come like a thief in the night. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. When it happens, it'll happen. doesn't matter. If you are living and doing the will of the Father, giving freely what you've received freely, producing the fruits, it will never catch you off guard. Because Why? It says here, concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. You yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When other people are saying peace and security, sudden disaster will come upon them like labor pains of a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Those who are asleep, those who are unaware, those who live in the darkness. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness. For the day to overtake you like a thief. For that day. For all of you are children of light and children of the day. All of you are children of the light and children of the day. The day of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we are called to live in the light of Christ, to share the light of Christ with others, and to look forward to his coming. Yeah. In anticipation, whether it's in our lifetime or our own personal life comes to an end when it does, we should look forward to the moment when we can go before our master and give an account of what we've done with his gift of grace, of mercy, of love, of forgiveness, of his salvation that he's given to us, but we have to respond to. We can't just say, oh, I'm saved, now I'm fine. No. Jesus has saved me, but I have to respond to that gift by giving an account of my life before God. And he will say to us, if we do, come, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in little things. No. Receive the reward prepared for you. Come share the joy of your master. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So 
Let us not sleep as the rest do. Let us stay alert and sober. In other words, live in God's grace, striving to do his will. If you fall, when you, when you fall, I shouldn't say if you fall, because I don't think anybody here can say they've never fallen. When you fall, get up and say, sorry, God, I made a mistake. I need to be better. I want to do your will. I want to give freely what I've received freely from you. This isn't mine, it's yours, the gift of salvation. But you who created me, St. Augustine says, without me will not save me without me. You want me to do my part, to respond to your love by loving others, to respond to your love by loving you above all things, to respond to your love by sharing freely what you gave me freely, undeservedly, for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. So don't be afraid of the next coming, the final coming. No, he's coming right now in a minute. He's going to be right here with us in the Eucharist. He's with us every day. We live in the day of the Lord. So we should rejoice in that day. And we should strive to share his love with those around us. And again, you don't have to go to the other end of the world to do that. Take hold of the hand of the person that's sitting next to you and do it with them. Because charity starts at home. If you can't live it there, what good do you expect to do out there? It's just God to give us the grace to understand this mystery of his love. They're his gifts. He's given them to you. And he wants you to return them in kind, multiplying them. And the easiest way to do that is by giving them to others. Because the more you give, the more you receive. The more you do and love God will shower you with blessings and graces. But if you hide that out of fear or human respect or whatever other stupid reason we might have as human beings to not do God's will, no? Well then, hopefully you won't hear the other words. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.